0: Welcome to Balance Boldly, the podcast where we get bold about our balance and campaign to shake the shame that stunts our growth. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen, balance and relationship advisor for bold women in business and a few brave men. The Balance Boldly podcast is sponsored by All About Leverage, integrates LinkedIn and social selling innovation to build power networks, open more doors and maximize client acquisition. From on-site to virtual training programs, concierge social marketing programs, LinkedIn executive profile optimization, speaking engagements, power networking groups, and LinkedIn coaching. All About Leverage is a full-service LinkedIn and social selling resource. Learn more at allaboutleveragellc.com. The last couple episodes, we've been jumping head into the interviews, and I've been having a lot of fun doing it. They've been in-depth and full and enriching, and they typically haven't really even needed or required any kind of intro from me because the interview in and itself is just, you know, so rich to overstate that word. But today, before we jump into this one, before I introduce you to this amazing, incredible woman, I have to give a little bit of a disclaimer because the topic is heavy the topic is something that a lot of us are keeping in the closet underneath the shoes behind the old raincoat buried under clothes that you swear you'll fit in one day (laughs) soon that that have been sitting there for at least a couple years it's really around nervous system health anxiety depression uh postpartum depression, PTSD, everything you can think of that's around a mood disorder that obviously is associated and is in fact mental illness or mental health issues. A lot of us are struggling with it, whether it's situational depression that just came about because of some literally, quote unquote, situation that occurred, a change in finances, the death of a loved one, a change in marriage or your kids going away to school, which is a great thing. But for a lot of us, if they were your life, if that's all you know, if that was your routine, there's a lot of loss that goes with that, which can, in fact, cause because it's an environmental change, some sort of depression, which can, of course induce anxiety if it's not already if you're not already genetically predisposed to to have it or to suffer from it. So before we go in really deep with this amazing woman, Teresa Piasta, who is incredible and well-rounded and of course you guys know I'll give like a full introduction to her in a minute, I want to just set the tone by having you open your mind, your heart, your spirit and your soul so the reality that it's time, it's beyond time to change the conversation. Many of you listening to Balance Boldly know and understand that this is not just a podcast. We've we have done that. We did Balance Beam. We did the podcast that was strictly only about business and five tips for this and three ways for that, which of course is important because we want you to always take away tangible tools that you can use and infuse in your life and create the balance that you want. But Balance Boldly is more than a traditional podcast. If you've been listening or if this is your first time, I want you to take away that this is a campaign to shake the shame. It's really truly inherently important to my soul, to my purpose, to my mission as a woman, as a mother, as a clinician, as a business owner, and all the many hats that I wear that we have to get out of our own way. And part of it starts with admitting that we or someone we love is suffering with a problem that may actually affect and or disrupt your entire way of thinking that your being would be. And that sounds a little woo woo, but if you've been following me, you're used to it. Um, I wanna just take a minute and kind of step back into the reality of what nervous system health is and kind of the categories that go on in it. I'm not gonna make this overly clinical, there's a lot to it that's an onion that would take me you know, years to un, unpill for you. But in short, Most people think of depression and they think about... Um, and if they know the term nervous system health with depression falls under, they think about you know major depression, some of you may have heard of situational depression, some may even think of postpartum or PTSD, and that's it. There's actually nine different types of depression. It is a range of pervasive developmental, all kinds of different things that can happen because depression is caused not only by events, but chemical imbalances. So because of that, there's all different layers that happen When depression comes up, some of the overlapping signs, you know, think about yourself or someone that, you know, um, and this stuff should happen more than just once and, you know, once a month. It's something that's a little bit more consistent. Um. The overlapping signs are weight loss or weight gain. So, for all my women out there who are constantly like, I gained some weight, don't assume that you have depression just because of that. That could be totally just hormonal. But that is one of the signs that go in addition to many other things. Uh, Losing sleep, not being able to stay asleep, as in, you know, sleep interruptions, disruptions, all that good stuff. Your loss of your interest is a big one. You used to be interested in going out on dates or going to the library to read a good book or just enjoying a walk and you're no longer interested it's not that you hate it or don't like it you really just aren't interested in activities that used to be a part of what moved you what refueled you or even helped you recalibrate if you were dealing you know with some kind of transition in your life previously In addition to all that, there's usually restlessness, agitation, sluggishness, not just physically, but mentally as well. Some of us just kind of folded under to, oh, I'm just tired because of the day. I have brain fog, which is all, you know, relative and a part of it. But this is something that's happening consistently. So there is a way to, to tell the difference and tell it apart. Obviously, a key one for many of us, and we always throw this under the carpet of this is just life, is when you lose energy, when you're constantly just overwhelmingly tired all the time and you're feeling worthless and as if you can't contribute to a thing, to the per- to a person, to yourself, to the universe, when you feel like you can't contribute anymore. Depression is serious. And mind you, there's a whole lot more that goes to that. Those are just kind of the overlapping signs for you to pay attention to. And think about how many of us have normalized that as Well, it's just what you do is because, you know, I have these five hats or these eight hats that I wear every day and I'm being pulled on so much by my family, my friends, my associates, my business, my profession, my dreams, whatever it is, that we just say, oh, that's normal. Some of it isn't normal. Now, there is that reality and that uh, perception of what normal is because depression affects a huge amount of people. Major depression by itself affects more than 15 million people. PTSD affects another 7.7 and change that reported, by the way, 65% of those people suffering with PTSD are men and 45.9% are women. And of course, the PTSD comes from different elements, the woman that we're going to talk to in a little while. We'll give a little bit of a breakdown of how she contracted, if you will, PTSD. And I know that's kind of a harsh way to say that, but many people think that women only get it because of a trauma like rape. Well, rape is the number one way that most women get it, but it's not the only way. We have to stop putting ourselves in these boxes in these bubbles and saying, oh, if Julie has PTSD, it must have been because of a sexual assault. It's very possible. Let's not ignore that potential reality, but it also may not be what has caused her to have any particular problem. And there's genetic factors, environmental factors, chemical factors. There's all kinds of things that can do it for women and men. I'm specifically talking to the women for a minute, but it does affect you. And women are, in fact, twice as likely to suffer from depression than men in terms of being able to self-diagnose and assess that, which is a reality that a lot of us don't pay attention to. Women are also twice as likely to be affected by phobias, to be afraid of different things that come out, which are typically terrorizing things that started all of a sudden it wasn't one of those things where they could say oh when i was a kid i was always afraid of spiders it's not that kind of thing so i just want you guys to be open to the reality that it's time to change the conversation around depression around anxiety around understanding what panic disorders are and the fact that they're a subset of anxiety the fact that people are walking around every day in their brilliance in their majesty of being these incredible people and they're hiding behind these masks that are suffocating them because they feel like they won't be accepted or they'll be looked down on or put into some box that they truly don't belong on because they're suffering in silence. And it's really time for all of us to shake that. I've definitely dealt with depression. I had postpartum depression after both of my kids and it was pretty freaking severe and significant and changed my life. And I was a clinician at the time. At least by the time my daughter got here for my son, I was going through college and going through the whole process, but I didn't really understand what was happening and it shifted everything. It affected my relationship with my husband, praise God, he stuck around and (laughs) dealt with my nonsense um but i needed to go into therapy as well i had to get therapy for 3 plus years to be able to correct a lot of the things that were going on with me and not everything was situational not everything was spurred by one particular incident many of those things were coming from my background and were like overwhelming and pouring out of a thing but it's important to pay attention to you cuz at the end of the day you matter most cuz if you're not here You can't take of any, you can't take care of anyone else. You can't take care of your spouse, your baby, your puppy, your kitten, your job, that dream that's been sitting on the shelf for God knows how long. You're not going to be able to get to any of those things in any form of realistic way if you're dissipating and feeling like you need to go hide under the couch or you can't leave your room or you're just suffocating in this bubble that's no longer a protective safety world. It's like shrink wrap suffocating everyone, including yourself. We all have to wake up, be more compassionate, be empathetic, understanding, and recognize our own issues before we start pointing the finger at other people. So now that I've kind of adjusted your shoulders, did a little a chest, chest check just now, so you know what we're about to walk into, I'm grateful and thankful as always that you've tuned in, that you're listening, and we're about to get started right after this. Ever had a moment in your life where you stopped and said, you're simply not where you want to be? I know I could do better. Why can't I get myself to the next level? Or why do I feel stuck? Well, if this is you, I have the answer. My friend Lolly Daskell's new book, The Leadership Gap, What Gets Between You and Your Greatness, shines a light on the obstacles that keep us from achieving our dreams. Lolly's book provides simple and easy-to-implement solutions that will help you achieve the success you want in your life, career, and business. For those that don't know, Lolly Daskal is one of the most sought-after executive leadership coaches in the world. Her extensive cross-cultural expertise spans 14 countries, 6 languages, and hundreds of companies. If you want exceptional results, then order Lolly's book today. Go to theleadershipgapbook.com, identify your gaps, and get unstuck. Need I say that today, just like any other Balanced Bully Day, is going to be incredible. But this day is extra incredible because I get to talk to this woman again, who I had the courtesy and opportunity and honor to speak with a few months back when our good mutual friend Dana Humphrey introduced us. She literally put, and you guys know I don't curse, but she put the hashtag in, which I have to repeat, In her email introduction, she was like, hashtag, she's a badass. And I was like, oh, 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 who's this, who's this? Um, And when she introduced this amazing woman that you're going to hear about in a second, you'll hear exactly why she said, hashtag, she's a badass, which is not about her brand or anything else. It was just Dana's way of saying this woman is somebody you need to know, you need to meet her, you need to talk to her, and by God, put her on balance boldly, which is absolutely what I wanted to do today. So I'm excited to take another moment to reintroduce you guys to Teresa Piasta, who we reference as the puppy mama, which you'll understand a little bit more as we go on. <laughs> She's in the background laughing at me right now. Uh, she, <laughs> <laughs> Teresa is incredible and her background is so diverse. As I was saying prior to the break that we had just before coming back, she has been to Stanford. She has a background in economics. She's Been in war, she's been in the military, she's done so many amazing things, and she's taken everything she's done from Wall Street to trading and business and sales and investment banking at JP Morgan as a vice president, all these amazing, incredible things she's done, and she's taking the best parts of herself looked in the mirror at the worst parts of herself and said, where's the gap and how can I help other people? And in that transition and all the little pieces that I'm purposely skipping over because I don't wanna tell her story, (laughs) she has decided to help a lot of other women and some men, you know how we say the brave women and a few brave men as well? She's decided to help them in what I would say is a unique way because a lot of people don't understand how important puppies are. Dogs, animals, love, touch, kisses, feeling, snuggling, they don't get it. So before I go into the depth, because I want to like dive all into the juicy stuff, I want to take a moment and welcome Teresa to Balance Bully. How are you, darling?
1: Hi, how are you? Thanks so much for having me on the show. And Waffles is also in the background, just as an FYI. <laughs>
0: 13 pounds of fun, I'm sure. Is he still 13 pounds? 13
1: pounds. She's my little angel and um yeah, she, you know, goes from being so incredibly just cute in my arms to hey, I want to play with you. So it's <laughs> this cute little, you know, she's different types of personalities throughout the day, which is so adorable. She keeps me on my toes,
0: <laughs> which is pretty awesome. Don't you love how people including me cuz I just did it, we automatically default uh, all animals to male like immediately. I was like he immediately, and I know she's a she. I do know that because I remember talking to you about it and everything else. And I just defaulted to he, but I think people just have that uh, predisposition to call anything he right off the bat. So I take that back, waffles. You're a girl, and we love <laughs> you more. We love you more because yeah. you're a girl.
1: <laughs> I you know, I don't have a child yet. Um, I'm sure um, I'll work on that path one day, but um, at the moment, you know, I'm sure, you know, mo- you know, mothers with, you know, infants walking around, <laughs> everyone makes that same assumption, <laughs> and when I walk around um, with her the first year, tropical blue, what is my favorite color? Ooh. Um, actually, now it's turning, you know, I'm really enjoying rose gold, but it was really hard to print, um, because the I learned RGB versus CMYK. mm mm-hmm. um, a tropical color, you know, slash, it doesn't print us the way that you want it to. So I had to constantly iterate our brand. And so Waffles, though, was in, you know, I tried to find the closest thing to tropical blue, and she would match my tropical blue running shoes, and we'd be out, and about everyone would stop us being like, oh, his name, and I thought it was linked with the color. And (laughs) when I finally rebranded us, um, you know, with rose gold and gold, you know, lovely, beautiful color set, are pretty hip, or, you know, trendy right now, mm-hmm. and I actually think are absolutely beautiful, I I, I found um, leashes and harnesses in rose gold, and people would still stop me to ask what's his name, so <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I guess <laughs> it's not, you know, necessarily um, a color thing. But it's not. Yeah,
0: I, I've, I've learned it, you know, you know, firsthand, that yes, you're absolutely right. <laughs> well, I'm laughing um, for multiple reasons. Part of it is because the last time we talked, we talked about the assumptions. That people make, and you know, they're not always made with you know negative intentions by all means. Like people make assumptions about what PTSD is, it's assumptions about depression and anxiety, assumptions about people who have had to deal with trauma, assumptions who about people who make some kind of transition for different reasons. Heck, assumptions about people who walk around with dogs, right? Like people make assumptions about everything, and although it was an innocent assumption to just be like, okay, waffles boy, but knowing that she's a girl. I think that those assumptions cross all different levels of conversation, including the one that I know that you wanted to really share the most, which is why you started Puppy Mama in the first place.
1: Yes. So Puppy Mama um, is definitely something, you know, an idea that has happened through my own personal health journey. I can't say that when I was at J.P. Morgan two years ago, I (laughs) was like, oh, let me start a business called Puppy Mama, and that was not in my mind, but I did move back to the Bay Area where I constantly was around people who were, um, you know, focusing on their passions and what they cared about, which inspired me to, you know, kind of open up my heart to be like, you know, to pay attention to... Um, you know, my day-to-day and how I could improve the lives of the people around me. So that did help in that area. But with my own health, Waffles came out of necessity. She, you know, I tried every therapy. I was struggling. um, I don't want to say struggling. I was suffering with PTSD's invisible um, symptoms, Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of head pain. For years I was dealing with stomach pain. I tried every therapy and, um one therapy got to a point my husband and I hadn't tried yet was canine therapy. Mm. And two, so what people don't realize is that um, canine therapy, like, could be from any type of dog. So the assumption when people see me with a white, fluffy, small dog, and then see me with blonde hair, and I <laughs> she's my service dog, people's automatic assumptions <laughs> come to surface as opposed to being like, Oh, well, I'm so happy you found an animal to help you like, and that's where puppy mom started is um, two summers ago, when I brought up to one of my many doctors that I was thinking about canine therapy. And he said, you know, Teresa, your nervous system is too weak right now to handle a puppy. Mm. And, I, and I, I had to cope, you know, fight for you know, a little bit with him, not fight, but, you know, defend why I thought, that it would help me can- to try canine therapy. I said, no, I'm not going to get a big dog. I'm not going to get like what you think of a big service dog. It's a big yellow lab, which works for a lot of people. But right. a small apartment in San Francisco and, um, you know, the exercise needed and all that extra energy that co- needs to, um, come into play when you have that type of, um, larger dog, um, You know, I said, I I did research and I learned that Cavapoo puppies or Cavapoo dogs are really great therapy animals. He's like, okay, you know, he wasn't bought in by it. But since then, I can't imagine where my husband and I, you know, Choke, we're like, if we didn't have this angel with us every day doing these silly things, finding ways to make me smile, it's exactly what I needed. Right. I needed a loving being to be next to me. No matter what pain I was in, who didn't say anything negative, who didn't say, you know, anything about how women veterans probably didn't serve in combat or different, you know, other mm-hmm. negative um, comments that I've heard. And she's been just a dream. So um, so b- this business has, like, iterated a lot because how I personally have been treated and in San Fran- and also living in San Francisco. A lot of people have service dogs, um, and they're not afraid to say, hey, I have this dog to help me. And so when they go in places, you know, the the mall, um, Westfield Mall in San Francisco, just recently, I think, changed um, their pet policy to say in one of the ladies that I uh, talked to at one of the stores, she said, oh, yeah, dogs are allowed inside, you know, as long as they're leashed and well behaved. And it started because uh, they saw that if service dogs were well-behaved, why couldn't other dogs go shopping too? Mm. So they, they recognize this on the side as well. And I just think that that's so beautiful. People would stop judging me and other women who actually do need a dog to help them if another well-behaved dog could go inside. so And it would stop the, a lot of the jealousy and, like, the you know, the cat call, you know, just mm-hmm. the, not, the, the, um, not the very nice comments, like, for yeah. example, at the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people come up to me all the time being like, how is this possible? How are you bringing your dog? And I'd say probably 30% of the time, their reactions um, in their comments are not very nice sometimes. Like, oh, you must have, I'd love to bring my dog, but you must have just like, they, they don't say the word lie, but they, mm-hmm. that's what they're pretty much telling me. And to, I can tell you that those assumptions it's one thing to do assumption. It's another thing to tell a person in their face who served her country. They don't know that. exactly. That, like, those comments, like, completely do the opposite of trying when someone's trying to heal. They're not, it's not helpful. Um, so Puppy Mama's whole idea is to erase all this judgment. You know, every single woman in the community, and then the guys, of course, are welcome to join you. <laughs> um Every single person has a commonality yeah we all love dogs and from that we all know that dogs whether you think you're healthy today or not most people even think that you know clinically they might say that they're healthy they recognize the benefits that the dogs are helping them stay healthy mm-hmm. so dogs help us they help us connect with people they help us um a lot of women have shared that they empower them and they feel more confident and um you know if, spending 10, 12 years in male-dominated environments where people are focusing on women. I went to eight years of women's education between high school and college, and I'm really excited to focus on what makes us stronger and what, why dogs are special and helpful to us, which might be a different bond that is forged because women, you know, according to my husband, he thinks my nurturing side has come out quite a bit <laughs> you know, we, we love and appreciate in different ways sometimes than men. So right. this is, uh, you know, a lot how the business has been iterated and it's never been more fulfilling to finally focus on what makes humans smile, what makes us uniquely um, more connected with each other mm-hmm. in ways that people probably wouldn't um, necessarily see. But hashtag dog on Instagram, just in the English language alone, has about 130 million posts. Oh, wow. It's a powerful connection um people it spans you know canine love um so puppy love spans religions spans genders ages socioeconomic statuses countries we've shared stories now with women in six continents um around the world how dogs help them so it's really exciting to find ways to unify us as opposed to find ways um to divide us uh, divide us Mm -hmm. absolutely so um, that's a lot about Puppy Mama and kind of the inspiration where I'm at. And I've never done something so fulfilling in my, I don't think in my life outside of serving my country. So it's been um, a really wonderful journey so far.
0: Which is pretty amazing. I mean, part of it, Teresa, is you're, you're peeling back the layers on, you know, everything for us at Balance Bowley is all the associated feelings around shame, right? And literally shaking those Those shameful thoughts and opinions and breaking the expectations of other people and some of the layers that you're pulling back, you know, on surface, you can make an assumption like, oh, what is this puppy mama? This is just a lady who wants everyone to have the ability to walk around with their cute purse sized dog. Right. Like, again, another assumption that's clearly not the truth, but that's you know, an assumption. And if they look at you, you're a very beautiful woman, like you said, with blonde hair, you know, a nice physique, whatever. So they're like, Oh, she's one of those I forget what the movie was called because I'm dating myself a little bit, legally but blonde. legally blonde, yes. Legally, like the first puppy I
1: actually want to find a way to interview her, yes, because she now has two big dogs. Like, Google Reese Witherspoon, yeah, two big dogs. Like, the, the original puppy mama I knew had. <laughs> Um, bruiser,
0: the chihuahua. Yes, the little tiny one. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> but you know, like with that, that's the opinion. That's probably the looks and the, uh, the the you know confirmation of conversation that people are giving you through their their disposition when they approach you in places like the airport. Like, they're looking at you with this blonde hair and this little dog, like, ugh, you know, like, really? Who's she married to? Like, what's the deal? But you're pulling back layers on a couple of really serious issues. So one of them being something you and I both have real serious alignment, around is nervous system health and everything that's associated with that and how canine therapy is able to help with it. And the other part of that issue is the fact that mental illness is still something that people struggle with. And I know that you and I have conversations on another deeper level around PTSD and mental illness and that kind of thing. But just the fact that it goes into a hidden, I'll say that, a hidden illness um, and people not understanding how... Unique and helpful a therapy like canine therapy can be for someone struggling, especially women, because I know you mentioned that veteran female veterans have a very ridiculously high suicide rate, correct?
1: Yes, and um, research just came out like the the numbers are just really sad. veterans themselves the suicide rate is way too high mm-hmm. twenty veterans a day it used to it's coming down um, little by little. It was 22 um, a day, I think, a couple years ago. And then, um, you know, Stop Soldier Suicide is an organization that, um, you know, helps, you know, provide some of this data. But, yeah, it's a 20 a day now. Um, it's a significant problem. But they're finally focusing. Um, I think the RAND Corporation is trying to figure out at the call centers at the VA um, why women suicide so, hi. These recent articles that came out, and including the NPR, they're like, "We have no idea." And I can tell you, we were abused. We were not treated. Women in the war fight three battles: mm-hmm. one, the battle itself; two, the battle to protect their body; and three, the battle to constantly fight to prove that they deserve to be in uniform too. Mm-hmm. That was in a, a that those three things, and then not just to get through training and then getting to um, a, a world that is dangerous mm-hmm. and you're going with the team that the government says you're going with and if you don't feel safe it is a horrible experience i have heard way too many horror stories from women what they go through they think that they're alone which to be honest you know i thought i was alone for the first time in my life every day i the stuff that i read now that i wrote in order to try to find ways to cope mm-hmm. in really hard times in the service, I, I I can't believe we're subjecting young women at the ages between you know just starting at eighteen through this type of abuse. And I really love every veteran with all the bottom of my heart, but this is something that is you know a huge focus of mine is to draw awareness to, right? Not point the finger. Mm-hmm. But this is you know, an area that needs to be focused on. And what I have seen is that PTSD, for my research, most people think you get it from this one moment in time, an IED had something mm-hmm. and it, it. could. Mm-hmm. It could be that situation, but it could also be from a car crash. You know, I've met people who had happened to, you know, you know, as they tried to um, transition off of, you know, one drug and they're trying to get off of it, their body started, you know, going through this, you know, tough time. So nervous system could help can happen from any type of situation. It could happen when you're a kid and you have a traumatic experience when you're older, it comes up to surface. You know, why is it just the conversation that men in combat could have PTSD? And a lot of this is with the women's stories to me recently that have been so beautiful and so inspiring is that this one woman, you know, she You know, many women started coming up to me saying, "You know, I know that my, you know, I didn't serve in Iraq, mm-hmm. but you know, I have PTSD from probably, you know, when you know my husband, um, you know, divorced me five years ago. It was a terrible divorce, going through that or illness. There's a lot of different um, types of scenarios that women have shared with me. And one in particular, one woman shared, you know. I have anxiety every time I put my service dog vest on my dog. Wow! And I asked why, and she says because well, she's a sexual assault victim. Mm-hmm. She has blonde hair. She's beautiful, skinny, and um, she the comments that are said to her, um, she said, are debil- it's, it's really destructive mm-hmm. for her health improvement, and you know, some comments are made associating her with. You know, like I said, the, the assumption that she didn't serve in combat, so she shouldn't have a service dog. And when she said this to me, and you know, I immediately just kind of just started like, not I, I want to say laughing, but it was more like, real, like that's whole. And I said it's hilarious because I get those comments, mm-hmm. and I did serve mm-hmm. in Iraq. So trying to end the judgments and shaming across the board, and saying, hey. Um, nervous system health mental illness is still front and center Mm -hmm. and um, there's ways to cope and would love to find ways to help each other get through it and from what I've seen with PTSD the last thing you want is to completely isolate yourself from other people and unfortunately with those comments and shaming and when you feel like people aren't going to um, understand you it takes effort to be able to say something, but then if you think that there's a chance that it's gonna be negative, you should, you, you, you're gonna completely cut off. It right. happens a lot. Instead, a dog is by your side every day. And if you have type A, if you're a type A personality individual, most mm-hmm. veterans who serve, guess what? They are hardcore, they love to work out, they you know, feel duty, purpose, country, they got through basic training, they excelled, they're winners. And to hear that they have something called PTSD, they think it's failing. Right. Which, as opposed to changing the conversation regarding, hey, this is something that happens, not because you did serve and sacrifice so much, we need to help you. But something that could, I think, would really help someone with who has um, that winning mindset is, you know, a compliment to them, to help them get up in the morning, get them to work out more, to just be with them when they need to lay in bed and encourage them to have something to have them live the next day because they need them. And absolutely, just the balance of the love that you get from a canine is when you truly bring them into your heart is just beautiful.
0: No, absolutely. And I mean, you know, you hit a key word with uh, my favorite word, which is balance, right? And everything that's associated with how that makes you feel more hum- harmonious inside, outside, and everything in between. I was reading a story, I don't know, maybe it was a week ago, I came across it uh, probably on Facebook or something, and um, I apologize up front to everyone listening that I do not recall the gentleman's name, um, but it was a heart-wrenching story. Like I, I'm not a crier, and I found myself crying um, as I read this little news clip Aww. where this gentleman was, um, I, I wanna say he was in his early 20s, um, so millennial for sure, and life was just really hard for him. They didn't really get into the details of what was happening in his life, but he basically had made a commitment to himself that he was going to end his life. And he tied the, the noose and, and you know prepared the rope and did everything. And I forget if he turned his back, he did something. But when he turned back around, his dog actually wouldn't let go of the rope. And at first he thought, well, the do- uh, the dog was just like, thinking the rope was for play. And then he realized, because this is a really soft, you know, calm animal that does not ever get aggressive, when she began to get really aggressive and growling at him when he was trying to take the rope out of her mouth, he realized that she was saying, No, like, I know what you're, I'm sensing that something is wrong with you and that you're about to do something that I'm not comfortable with. So she refused to let it go. And that actually, it tired him out. In his story, he said it tired me out trying to tussle with her to get it out. And I was like bawling in tears. Um, and then part of the, the story was obviously that this dog had saved his life and it was a dog he had had for a long time, had saved his life. And now the dog has, uh, you know, a form of, of cancer. So he was raising money, you know, to try to get her healed. But it hit me in multiple levels. Like, part of it is because, you know, we're talking about veterans, we're talking about women, we're talking about PTSD, we're talking about the 20 million people that we know of, not including the ones that haven't been diagnosed that have depression. We're talking about the 27 million that have anxiety. We're talking about the other people that have personality disorders that have a whole bunch of comorbid stuff that's associated with it. But what we're not talking about one purpose in this moment is about the children there is an epidemic of children who are being bullied to your point with how women are being treated across the world in in different uh areas of their life including through our lovely military you know services that they're being bullied on one level or another and these children eight and ten years old 14 years old are taking their lives because of it and I truly believe listening to you Teresa that there could be something very powerful in there being puppy kids like puppy mama puppy dad puppy fathers puppy kids like they need some someone some being I don't want to say thing because an animal is not a thing but they need some being to love them in all the ways that you said that will Just sit by their side and kind of understand that it wasn't a good day, but they don't need to have a conversation about it or snuggle with them or just give them a lick on their hand, you know, just to soothe them to know that there's touch to be felt when they feel like they can't get it from their parents or their siblings or the neighbors or whoever it is that they feel just doesn't get them to make them at eight years old do the same thing that 22-year-old was trying to do. They're literally, you know, going into their rooms and putting buckles around their bunk bed and ending their lives, ending their lives. And it's a serious thing. So I think what you're saying... Again, back to the layers is it's so many it's so many layers that puppy mama is peeling through probably bigger than you could have imagined that you're doing like right now. But this is so serious and the assumption that a beautiful woman. With long hair, blonde hair, cute figure, whatever the case is, for one, isn't strong enough to be in the military. That's ignorant. For two, that she couldn't possibly have problems because that's the other assumption that people are making. Like, well, what do you need a service dog for? Physically, you look fine. You're beautiful. What could be your issue? And we're doing the same things to kids. We're like, you're a kid. How could you have had a bad day? I've said that to my own children years ago. Like, what are you talking about, bad day? Your bad day is I didn't give you ice cream before dinner. And they would look at me like, you don't get it. And I didn't get it because their life is very different than my life, which was hard but their life now in 2017 as an 8, 10, 15, 17 year old is very different than what it was for me back then. I won't I guess, say the age. And, um, you
1: know, I heard that there, you know, thank you for touching on all those points. Yeah. And, um, as I said before, um, you know, canine therapy spans not just whether you're healthy, what, you, what someone would say you are healthy versus, mm-hmm. you know, you might be on the verge of um, some sort of illness. But it also helps all ages. And what I love about Puppy Mama is that, you know, we're going to be releasing the guys brand, um, Dogs and Dudes later, and then Pups for Vets as well. Um, But um, Puppy Mama, you know, if you're a mom or a dad who has, and or a dad, um, who has a child dealing with, you know, I've heard autism. Mm -hmm. You know, there's beautiful Mm -hmm. stories how dogs help with autism, diabetes, um, but also the bullying at school. They leave school, and unlike what happened with me, is you know, you probably think of what happened, um, this is before kind of the internet, I had the dial in AOL, mm-hmm. if something happened at school, you go home, you can try to brush it off, but right now, they never leave it, because it's all on the web, yep. they probably have nasty grants on Facebook, mm. nasty other things, and so it probably just, I I can't imagine what it's like, because of that at a young
0: age. Yeah. It's, it's really hard.
1: It's... And I, because of the saving, I wanted to share one story we just featured this week because it's um, about a completely different um, other story, but it shows exactly what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, were you going to say something? Sorry.
0: No, no, I want you to share. Sure. I was just thinking to your um, analogy about the nasty grams and social media bullying and all that. It's 360 intensity. Like it's literally always around them all the time, but no, go ahead.
1: Um, there's this title is called "Louis Saved Me. I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease when I was 16. At 22, I found out I needed surgery to remove part of my colon and small intestine, and for six months, I got sicker every day. I went to bed most nights wishing I wouldn't wake up the next morning. I had moved across the country to follow my dream of being a TV reporter, and even though I worked through the pain, it was hard being alone, and I became extremely depressed and suicidal. I went back to my hometown to have my surgery so my parents could take care of me two days before Christmas. My mom walked into my living room with a baby Maltese. He was two point three pounds, and I fell in love instantly. Anytime I felt like I couldn't live another day through the pain, I would look to Louis.
0: Mm. I had
1: so much love for he had so much love for me and relied on me so much that I could never leave this world without him. He saved my life and for that. I am forever great, thankful. Mm,
0: mm.
1: It's so hard to read that. <laughs>
0: I could hear it, and it's powerful. It, it's so powerful. So,
1: um, yeah, you know, I've read this, you know, since she submitted it. Um, a lovely lady, and of course, blonde hair, she's beautiful, <laughs> probably mid 20s, early 30s, and mm-hmm. she just is stunning. And she's a small, little, fluffy white dog, and the first thing that you know, people might think on the outside is you have nothing wrong with your Right. And I identify so much with that is because that is just such significant pain and suffering. And that small, fluffy, white dog, you know, her mother, it, it, it was the combination of her mother knowing that this she needed something else mm-hmm. that the doctors weren't
0: talking mm-hmm. about.
1: And her mother got her a fluffy, white dog to help her through it and This is what she's able to share. Yeah, I have no idea how long it's been, but it's just, it's beautiful.
0: It's super beautiful. And it's a reminder of how important it is to just step outside of the box, you know, literally pun intended because our tagline is break the box balance what matters. But it's literally breaking the box of whatever everyone else is saying, you know, take Xanax, take this, take that. You know, I'm an herbalist and a homeopath. So I'm like, let me get you some apple cider vinegar, some turmeric, you know, like I'm going in my own little thing, crushing pills and and making things. Um, But there's something outside of that. And canine therapy is something that's outside of the box. It's not a normal tradition. I will say traditional. I don't even say not normal because that's an assumption. But it's not a traditional therapy that most people would think about right out of, you know, like right off the top. Um, they think about pills first, psychiatry, psychotherapy. You know, you need a clinician. They You know, they think about those things first. Um, they think about marijuana. You know, they think about other things first before they would come to this because most people think service dogs immediately, and I won't even say most people, my ignorance thought service dog meant that you had a physical challenge, such as being blind or deaf, you know, something of that nature yeah. where you needed a service dog to guide you. That was my ignorance speaking prior to meeting you. Honestly, like I wasn't even thinking and I'm a therapist, so I wasn't even thinking about canine therapy as something that could be very helpful. And I know a lot of men and women who don't suffer from PTSD. They have depression, anxiety. Some are entrepreneurs, some are high level executives, and they're struggling a lot with this in the midnight hours, you know, when they can take off the mask and, you know, you know, try to be normal and be vulnerable, they're being eaten up at night by these things. And now I get to recommend canine therapy because of someone like you. So this is powerful, girl, this is powerful.
1: But, you know, my goal is, um, you know, is to, because a lot when I was growing up, you know, you know, when I thought of a mother with kids really busy and then all of a sudden the kids are like, I want a dog and they get the wrong dog for the family. (laughs) I just keep thinking of the movie Beethoven. Mm -hmm. So what's something I want to have in the app in time um, is like a matchmaking service um, for what type of what type of breeds are the best breeds for your living situation, your um, health needs and your family needs and what personality match and or um, exercise level match is the perfect match for you. And I think if you find the dog that's a perfect complement, like I did with waffles, it's just amazing. And anytime you need to take them out to you know go outside to take care of them is not work to me. It's like, okay, let me take care of my angel as opposed to, oh, this is another thing I have to do in the day, which is that would not help you with your health at all.
0: Mhm. That's such a good point on so many levels. Listen, you and I have been so seriously in this conversation that we are commercial free for the first time in 20 episodes of Balance Boldly. <laughs> we were so serious about this. OK, and I loved every single moment of it. How can people submit their stories or reach out to you, talk to you, talk to your team? Like, how can they get more of Puppy Mama?
1: Puppy Mama, um, we launched a web app to help us connect and share. And um, for anybody who wants to bring their best friend wherever they go, whether they're classified as a service dog or not, um, we created the five paw rating um, system. So um, within the app, it's a, it's a web app right now, works on iOS and Android, app.puppymama.com. And there's one section within the app where you can submit stories like um, this woman who had Louis save her life um, that I shared. So, um, within the app would love feedback and, um, uh, you can also rate businesses according to, you know, how that experience was for you, how welcoming they were with you, with your dog, but then also, um, set up the hours, brunches, and puppy playdates. So we'd love feedback too. Um, you can send emails to woof, W O O F at dot <laughs> That's
0: so cute. First of all, I love that you have, uh, what did you call it? Yafter hours. Yappy hours. Yappy hours. That is so cute. I was like, oh, she's... She's not going to get that by there and not have to repeat that. That is too cute on so many levels. And before I
1: yeah, it, parties with puppies are just more fun, and you get to meet you know anytime in San Francisco, someone's at you know a dog is at a bar. Or when I bring waffles, <laughs> I meet the whole neighborhood. It's awesome.
0: That is so cute. You're you're like the guy with the kid that just attracts everybody, right? Like the the dad the dad that's out there with this little cute infant just attracts everyone over them over to them. I would say it's
1: more just a hundred percent waffles like about <laughs> I have some pictures like this weekend we were at this really um cute spot on the Embarcadero in San Francisco and Waffles is literally doing her job you know she's been promoted to chief introduction officer a couple months ago CIO (laughs) she literally just stands there and wiggles her butt for every single tourist or you know local walking by on the Embarcadero and we just it's just like in droves like just there's like a line sometimes we're like oh Tell us about Waffles. She's so cute.
0: That is so hilarious. I love how, I think Waffles is pimping you out. Like, I think that that's what's happening. <laughs> I think Waffles is well, pimping a you. We compliment to
1: each other because I love meeting people. I love connecting with the community. And that was something that was really important for my health recovery is to, you know, get a way to connect with others in just an automatically positive way.
0: Absolutely. So what do you, before we go, I want to know, what do you do for you to unapologetically pause?
1: Well, you know, I thought about that when you asked me that question earlier and I have to say now um, waking up in the morning and spending that cuddle sesh with waffles is so (laughs) wonderful because Monday through Friday used to be army trainings, get to, you know, the trading floor really bright and early. And now if that's my time, instead of going on a run later, and I just love it, and just makes me happy to wake up every day. You know, we, you know, we hug each other for a little bit, and then I, you know, get up, and we go do our thing, but it's just amazing, and, you know,
0: again, canine
1: therapy is just incredibly awesome in a lot of ways.
0: Absolutely. Teresa, you've been incredible and amazing. I can't tell you how excited I am to share this. We know that this drops the day after Independence Day. So this is like super exciting for multiple reasons. For anyone who knows their history, they'll understand why that's super exciting. Um, And also because this podcast specifically, although every single episode has lots of nuggets and wisdom and value because I refuse to do anything less. This one I'm especially excited about because I know that PTSD, nervous system health, depression, anxiety, all those things are hidden secrets of shame for so many people. And if nothing else, we can both just speak into their ear through this 40 minutes of a podcast and share some serious options for them tools and techniques and part of it is to just go to puppymama.com, baby and you know start <laughs> linking up with something that's outside of whatever you were doing before that is no longer working now you have something that you can do that will work for you um, in its own way and in its own time so I'm really excited about this and I have to thank you again for carving out time for all the balanced boldly listeners today
1: well, thank you so much for having me. And I also have to also say Waffles. Waffles has been here the whole time. So, so
0: quiet. So quiet. And
1: I know. She's been playing with her toys on the ground. So she, she's been a good puppy.
0: She's amazing. I love it. Thank you again, Teresa. Don't go anywhere as you and I still have a couple of seconds to wrap some things up. I really appreciate you. Okay, thank you, (laughs) everyone that's listening. I am so grateful and honored that you stayed with us throughout this time. We've had an amazing conversation. You know how I feel about it. If you like this podcast, if you like what you hear, subscribe, rate and share. Do not be shy. If you have someone in your life that needs more balance, especially in this way, be sure to share this. This is a great way to say, listen, I think that there's something out there that could help you. And Balance Boldly Podcast is one of those things because we're bringing valuable tools to every bold woman and every brave man who is willing to invest in themselves. Of course, you guys know that I love to leave every single podcast with a little gentle honesty, courtesy of both my guest Teresa Piasta today, and myself. Just a little reframing of a major takeaway that I had, which is truly break the box and get canine therapy like that is the gentle honesty today is really invest in it and see what works for you and of course if you guys are not already a member come on over and join the community of investors who have already decided to seed into themselves and balance boldly join us at balanceboldly.com and of course get more information about the Dreamers podcast that's coming out for Dreamers Blueprint it's a community designed for all of you bold women and brave men that are coming very very soon and of course follow me to continue the conversation today or any day that you hear this because you know we send it out like 20 times a week Go on over to twitter at balance facebook at balance and anywhere else you can think of i am at balance boldly so we can continue the conversation i will see you guys on the next episode but until then set an intention and enjoy the balance of your day but do it boldly